Three, two, one, away we go. Right, folks, welcome to the latest James Pay Presents. I'm obviously delighted I've got uh, a bit of a legend here in my eyes, anyway, mm -hmm. Mr. Brad Burton. I think we connected, oh, God, maybe a couple of years ago on LinkedIn, and knowing we maybe exchanged a few messages. I uh, was crossing your Now What event last year. Yeah. Amazing. In, a, in Birmingham, Aston Villa Football Club. Brad, I, w I normally do a rambling bio, but I'm not going to do that. I was going to ask you to describe yourself in five words. I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to let you be eloquent and describe where you came from and how you got to where you got to. Good man. All right, so listen, I'm just a working class lad from Salford, Manchester, uh, brought up on council estates. My dad left when I was six months old. My mum brought me up, and um, I moved 14 times from being eight to, to about 14. Um, and I just kind of wanted to settle down, really. I left school with no qualifications, a uh, bit of a class clown. Um, Done four years on benefits, been addicted to drugs twice, pretty much was the nearly man. I kind of just um, never quite made it, ever. I was, I was in a career, my face didn't fit. Uh, I'm northern, I'm not formal. Da, 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 da. So it was always the mid-tier, mid-management for a job that I might have lasted 18 months and so forth. Yeah. Anyway, uh, when my life kind of turned around, I'm 45 now, 46 next month. Um, was at 31 year old where basically I went, you know what, to an employer should be a job up your ass. And I walked out of a job, uh, started my own business off. Nobody gave me a chance, uh, nobody apart from me. And now fast forward 14 years, I now run, I'm the founder of Four Networking, the largest, the UK's largest business, uh, joined up business network, uh, thousands of members. I've written four books um, and I'm a motivational speaker. But I think the point of all this is that, you know, for 31 years, I was just a normal guy. And then somewhere along the way in the last, say, 14 years, I've kind of got exceptional results from pretty unexceptional baselines, to be honest. But Brad, was there a moment, was there a watershed moment, whenever you were 31 and you went, frig this, I couldn't be bothered yes. anymore, let's move on? Absolutely. And I'll tell you what happened. I can tell you the exact, the exact moment. It was like my Robert the Bruce moment. I was working for a company over in... Uh, uh, on the A13 in, in, in London uh, as, as head of marketing, 30 grand a year. And that'd be all right, 30 grand a year back in 2003 or whatever it was. Um, if I didn't have digs over in London and have yeah. a home over in Somerset, so I'm away from my family, I'm on 30 grand a year, which actually when you take your cost off, I might as well have been flipping hamburgers over That's in Western Supermarket. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm thinking, hang on, yeah. this is crazy. And it's the penny drop. So anyway, one evening, I used to stick around in the office using their computer and Wi-Fi. Sorry, Wi-Fi. They didn't have Wi-Fi. They had the LAN. So this is before Wi-Fi is prevalent on phones and stuff. So I had I was living in digs in, in, in one room in a, in a shared house and for three days a week. So I used to stay in the office. And I used to call it bleat and two veg. I'd sit there bitching about the company using their internet till 8 o'clock at night. Then I'd go to my digs, arrive there at 9 o'clock, have some microwave rice, wake up at six, go to the office and so forth. And I remember being there, eight o'clock, last person in the office, and I drove past a guy going in the house with electric gates and he had a Mercedes or BMW. And I remember thinking, I could work 80 or 100 hour weeks here for this company. Still never be able to afford the freaking gates. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I've been told is a fucking myth. Boom. And that was it. Everything changed. And that, like, literally, that was it. It was almost like everything. I wonder if I wouldn't have, have gone a different way or would have been late. But just, it just. So it was like Groundhog Day or that yeah. flipping monotonous cycle just went boom, broke in, and went, right, let's move totally, on. 
So, so, so what ends up happening is most people are on autopilot. So what ends up oh, happening yeah. is, is we get up at six o'clock and we, we go and see the kids. Then we go to get a Costa. Then we go to the office. Then we watch a little bit of Sky News in the morning. Then we go on our computer. Then it's 12 o'clock, we have a break. Then at 5.29, we close the PC. And we just end up doing this. Those minutes become hours. Those hours become days. Those days become weeks. Those weeks become months. Those months become years. Those years become a life. And we end up in a place where we don't want to be. And I think that's what happened to me is that I changed everything instantly. The, the good old hamster wheel, eh? So in terms of right, the the idea for four networking, where did that come out of? Did you wake up one night or so 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 four networking, we run five thousand meetings across the UK, uh, business networking meetings each year. And when I first started we run one, that was it. And what happened is I'd start, I'm from Manchester and I got shot at when I was 21 years old. That we can get into it later. I got shot yeah. at when I was 21 and I moved away from Manchester to Somerset. Um, so I didn't know anyone. And then they started this business off when I walked out of a job, told my employer to show me a job on his backside, started a marketing business off. And then what I was really good at is I'd ring people up to get an appointment and ring them and ring them, ring them, send them letters and stuff. And eventually you get an appointment after eight weeks of work. And then I'd have an hour appointment with you say, so I'd drive to your office and I'm skint at the moment. I'd drive to your office, eight quid a diesel, four quid parking, go see you, got an hour meeting gym. And then uh, two minutes in of the hour meeting, you recognize something that I don't like you, you don't like me, and now we've got 58 minutes of bullshit to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be there. And, uh, right, of course we have. And that's, that's the conventional way of doing business. And I just looked at this and thought, hang about, I need appointments. Every business in the world needs appointments. Appointment is this, talking to someone. And that's what I did. I created a business network that does that, creates appointments. Now, there is, is other business networks, but... In political terms, you have the loony left of networking where nothing quite happens. It's a bit like a, a freaking school disco. Everyone turns up there, don't know anyone, drinking Chablis and wine and talking posh. What, what do you do, James? Oh, that's really interesting, that. Here's my card. Any referrals? And um, I'll give you 20. Just all that nonsense. Then you have the hardcore right. Where's your leads? Where's your referrals? You have to attend. You've got to bring visit. Whoa. So loony left, hard right. Where was the mainstream of networking? I saw a massive opportunity. Massive opportunity. Because uh, for, for a business network, for normal people. And that was, I consider myself to be a normal person. So it's getting like-minded people together to help each other out, essentially. Without this teeing, without dealing out business cards like they're bloody deck of playing cards. Yeah. And how they evolve and, bullshit. Well, well you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's about building relationships and people oh, get this wrong. Yeah. So, so for networking has a fundamentally different approach to any other network in the world. What we've got is... Is as, as a member of four networking, you don't join one group like conventionally. What happens is somebody joins Shoreditch group at a, a network and they go there every week. What happens with four networking is right now there is 43 groups running today. So, as a member, you could be anywhere in the UK, it's like a, it's like a gym, David Lloyd gym. You yeah. can go any network. So, you can go if you're going to Manchester and you've got a job there in the afternoon, a meeting, have the four networking meeting between eight and 10, then go to your meeting. So, we've got a national network. No one's ever done that before, completely unique. So, with four networking, public speaking, mm. corporate gigs, family, yeah. how the hell did you get time? How the hell did you get, I was just going to say, how the hell did you get time to write four books? Um, well, listen, this is the thing. Um, I use my time twice. So, when I go to the gym, and I know you've just been to the gym. When I go to the gym, I'm thinking, see, what ends up happening is people consider work to be sat in front of a laptop. Yeah, yeah. I'm working now. I'm working now. I'm working when I'm walking to the gym. I'm working when I'm, I'm resting. See, this is the thing. You find time because you're multitasking. You're using your time twice, not in a binary system where mm -hmm. you're now working, you're now in the gym. 
try to do the both. I'm always, like I say, use it. I, I always let that happen. Use my time twice. Use my time twice. That's how I do it. That's a good bit of advice to everyone listening to this one. And you're, and you're in Games Master, which I thought was cool. Oh, yeah. The most impressive See, thing a lot. <laughs> well, well, listen, I mean, this is the thing that you've got to understand. Uh, I was on Games Master when I was 19, 20. I was a, a games reviewer. So I was a games reviewer on magazines like Amiga Action, Super Nintendo, Super Action, it was called back then, Mega Action, the Mega Drive, and so forth. And uh, I got plucked out. And if you go and Google Brad Burton Games Master, you'll see me with Dominic Diamond doing reviews and this, that, and the other. And, and, and it just shows you, even back then, before I lost my way, uh, there was something about me, yeah. charisma or, or whatever, that allowed me, you know, that experience, going back from Games Master back in 92, 93, whenever it was, um, that's put me in good stead now, because right now I'm a showman, you know what I mean? That's what I do. And I always had that about me, but for whatever reason, I, I let society tell me what I could be, that I can't do it my way. The conditioning of society, yeah. yeah. But whenever I was at your event, you said something about running your own race. Right, hmm. which really hit me. So, for anyone out there, how can someone dig right deep down, find what they want to do to run their own race? Anything on that? So, 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 so here's the thing: that me, the UK's number one motivational business speaker. Right, I get booked by companies like global companies, like billion-dollar businesses. I get booked. Yeah. Now, when I first started, when I first started doing this, I turn up. Look at me, tattoos. This is how I dress when I when I speak. Right. When I, when, I, when I speak. And people told me I would never get booked. I'm too northern. I'm too uh, rough. I'm too uh, unprofessional. Blah, 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 blah. Now, if I would have listened to those people, they said I needed to have a nice suit and a crisp suit and what you need to do, Brad, you need to, when you go up to the left, you need to talk about the past and the right, the future. No, no. What you need to be is you. This is where we go wrong. There's a reason that racehorses have blinkers on. They don't give a shit what the competition's doing. And the same applies to me. I don't care. I don't listen to what people tell me I should do. I do it my way. That's what running your race is about. Having complete confidence in what you're doing. Now, if I don't listen to all those people, all those people who told me I'd got it wrong, then I wouldn't be getting booked as I am. Now, when you've got, let's say for the sake of this conversation, 100 motivational speakers in the UK, 99 of them are wearing nice suits, yeah. lovely shirts. And so there's one, two, boom. So I'm standing out in a field where everyone's fighting over the same space. Those 99 people, crack on. You guys fight. I have got my own space. And that's what running your own race is about. And the thing is, too, in the world of this bloody thing, comparison's killing people. <laughs> oh, completely. Completely get that. So in terms but you know, of... But James, James, let me just tell you something. Yeah, yeah. Stop looking at frigging people's uh, Instagram because people are telling you, I, I, I've got a blog and I think you might have seen it, that millionaire mindset thing. Yeah, I just yeah. blag it. I've got <laughs> friends of mine that are hyper-wealthy. They've got fucking 20 or 30 supercars in the garage. I could go to their house now, go and take a filming crew and get me flying in a, a helicopter, Lamborghinis, Bugattis, and set up a, a scene and a Facebook advert within like two days, right, of showing me... Being hyper, people would be willing to give me money based on what I'm showing them. And I'm telling you something, this is what you need to understand. You know, the journey, if you listen to the way that I teach and the way that I preach on this stuff, right, which is this, the journey that you're going to go on, that you need to go on, is going to be long and arduous. What today's social media world is, is they try to present that it's not going to be long and it's not going to be arduous. It's going to be quick. All you need to do is to release it, is to sign a check for 10,000 quid and you will find a way. But let me tell you something. 
it's going to be long and arduous. And I'm being really honest. Now, people don't want to listen to that. They would rather listen to someone getting out of a Lamborghini, telling you, you can watch a Facebook video and, and sign up for this. And I'm telling you something. I have seen people ripped off. Nothing to do with me, not my world. I'm going against these people who get ripping people off. But I've seen people ripped off. Ripped off because they have followed the greed. And it's even worse than that. Once they're ripped off, they're embarrassed and they don't tell people they've been ripped off. Mm. So the whole industry relies on that. So it's good to get quick or get rich quick schemes. Yeah, yeah and it's also the only way that the only way that someone gets rich quick is when someone gets skinned quick. It's the only see way. Them, see them whenever you've went from broke and in debt, right, and mm -hmm. drugs and being shot yeah. up to go on to businessman. And, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. the one quality you put it down to, Brad? For well, you? I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. This is the great thing about this, is that. I am glad that I am the person that I am because I've still got that street mentality in that actually I'm willing to do what it takes, right? I'm tenacious. I'm resourceful. I'll make shit happen. So I would say the one quality that I've got is tenacity and consistency. Consistency, getting up every single day, even when you don't want to do it and yeah. keep doing the things, right? And actually, seemingly, so I'll give you an example. I go and speak, uh, there's pictures on the walls there of me speaking in front of thousands of people. And I'll tell you something. As, as recent as I've been speaking now for 13 years professionally, I've spoken over 2,000 times. As recently as eight months ago, I've been backstage like scared to death. Yeah. And I've got to go out there. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Brad Burton. And it's a surreal world where you walk on there. Yo, you know. I remember I, you saying that in Villa Park. I remember you saying that in Villa Park. You were shitting yourself. Yeah, and I'm being honest about it. But what you've got to do is you've got to keep getting up and up and up and up and up because outside of that fear is where you get learned the most. And actually, some people don't. So I've died in front of two or 300 people. Died. Speaking for 45 minutes. I've done 20 minutes of material. Nothing. I've got nothing left. I've got 25 minutes to go. And people are just looking at me blankly. And yeah. I've got 25 minutes to go. And actually, when you come off stage and you commando roll out of there and you feel embarrassed, my ears, I've seen the photographs, my ears were red. <laughs> because of the embarrassment, but the heat sinks. And actually, it's that ability to go, you know what, what did you learn from this? Boom. And you know something, Jim? What an expert is? An expert is someone that has made all the mistakes in a particular niche field. In order for you to be an expert in accountancy, whatever your field is, you have to make all those mistakes. Oh, yeah. people, don't want to make mis people don't want to make mistakes, but that's how you learn. The other thing that you said was work your butt off, and it was B-U-T, yes. right? Yeah. And the fear of failure, the fear of success, even. Yeah, I get it. So you say to hell this here. I'm going to learn from all this crap. Let's move on. Totally. Let's, let's the go to hell with the competition and move forward. Oh, well, you know something. That is one of those ones, gum shield here. All right, I tell you, it's um, I, those haters back in the day. They used to ruin me. I was like, yes, now fucking bring it on. Great. Yeah. I use that. Honestly, it's wonderful. Because every single thing that everyone's ever leveled at me, everyone's ever leveled at me, I have proven wrong. Now, here's the thing. I had someone a few months ago going on social media. Oh, well, you're not, uh, what do you call it, wealthy enough to, to, to yeah, and you've got self-limiting beliefs. Let me tell you something, right? I do not want a fucking yacht. I don't want a jet. I don't want to be Grant Cardone. I don't want to have $750 loafers having a dickhead press yacht of me squatting over a fucking yacht. I couldn't give a fuck. What I want to do is what I want in my world, but my goal is to be happy. And guess what? I don't know anyone more happy or consistently happy in the world. I don't, 
right? The, I, I could not have said this six years ago because my well, focus was on money. How, how has your priorities changed then over that period? Because I remember you said the three priorities for you was do do do. Now it's mm. the flip. So, so the, 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 the old days, my priorities were business, um, family, and health. That was, uh, you know, and, and, and that's what I managed to get this business on a national level. Yeah. Now, uh, the problem with business, family, and health is my business was flying. My family was shot to pieces. I didn't know them. Me and the wife were near divorce. And I got type 2 diabetes. I was three stone heavier and uh, uh, high blood pressure and a nervous breakdown. <laughs> That's what happened in 2012 for me. Yep. So I've now flipped it now. And my focus is one, health, two, family, three, business. And you said to me, how do I find time? How do I find time? Right now, in a second, the wife, she just walked in. I just did it. Then. She just walked in uh, with the dogs. I'm going to go and spend some time with my wife and we're just going to uh, go to the gym. Then we're going to go and grab some food. And whilst that's happening, I'll be taking calls. So I'm using my time twice again, right? And people might say, well, okay, you need to be in the moment with your wife. Well, when we go to lunch, I will be. You see what I'm saying? So my priorities have changed. And, and, and look, it's all very well me saying, oh, yeah, you need to do family, do the sorry, health, family. <laughs> if I would have started my business back in uh, 2006 with that mentality, it wouldn't be what it is now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm being really honest here. Okay. But there comes a time where what ends up happening is you end up with the old rule book that you've not changed. So for instance, I was using the Salford Street Kid rule book for a long time. Way after I should have fucking closed that chapter and said, fuck off, that's not what I'm about. Yep. Right? The same goes for that whole thing about business being the focus, then the family, then the health. I used that playbook for too long. And this is what it's about because what we end up doing is going that autopilot days become weeks, weeks become months, months become years. So what you need to do is say, okay, the rules that you're playing by right now, has the game changed? Yes or no? And for the vast majority of people, it has, and they're, they're not changed the rule book. And yeah, it's all about balance, though, isn't it? It's getting that balance right oh. of everything. Well, 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 well it is. Um, however, I'm now in a situation where technically I don't have to work. I could retire, right? Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, I choose to work. Now, that's an interesting point. This book here, uh, Now What? Yep. Uh, I, I, the, the reason I wrote that book, and let me just show you my other book there. You've got Get Off Your Ass, Get Off Your Ass to, uh, no, Life Business nice just got easier yeah. down, down here. There you go. Yep. Right. Uh, so, so the reason I wrote Now What was because I'd reached that point in my life where um, I'd got everything that I wanted, every material thing, and I said, now what? Because I'm thinking, shit. Now, this is the bit where people, some other people will say, hey, you need to have bigger bigger goals. What you need to do is you need to have, go, and, go and get a, a volcano, a whole volcano. You need to put a rocket in there. And what you need to do is, whoa, whoa, stop. You know, where does, I'm just a guy from frigging council states in Manchester. I've got everything that I want, sensibly, sensibly. Don't get me wrong, there's some things that I'd have if I had unlimited funds, but I don't but I'm not prepared to work for them. Yep. So would I have a Lamborghini outside? Yes. Am I prepared to work for it? No. If I did the lottery, I don't. If I did the lottery and won the lottery tomorrow, would I go buy a Lamborghini? Yes. Right? But you see what I'm saying? So there's a balancing act here and you need to weigh up what's important. And if you do want a Lamborghini, this is the other thing. I always say to people about your goals. If your only motivation is money, it's not enough. And I'll give you an example of that. If your only motivation is money, yeah, I want a Lamborghini. Boom. You still want a Lamborghini, yeah. Boom. You still want a Lamborghini, yeah. Boom. You still want, okay, you get the point. There comes a point when you go, actually, no, I don't. Not that much. If, however, it was about your family, as in my case it is, 
I would do anything for my family. Yep. So, boom, keep going, keep going, keep going. So what I've done is I've tuned in all my thinking. I've tuned in all my approach to my family. So that any, any, any adversity that I've got to overcome, it's not about money. Because if it is, you can't do it. If it's about your family, you'll do anything. What about, so you're talking about quality of life and all in balance. So for mm. all the people who are going to be watching this, what's the one thing that they could do, Brad, now? to improve their life right now. We're in the new year, people are talking about New Year's resolutions, which will probably break, right, in yep. the next couple of weeks. Yep. But what's one mm -hmm. definite concrete thing they could do now to improve their lives? Start accepting that they need to be them, right? Stop, stop looking at what the world, what you believe the world wants you to be. And what I mean by that is, you know, business owners can end up watching The Apprentice and feel that that's the way to be, you know, a business owner or Dragon's Den and it's this, that and the other, or looking at Elon Musk or Richard Branson or Alan Sugar and da, 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 da. right? Let me tell you something. The vast majority of people tuned into this are never going to own a yacht. They're never going to own a billion dollar business. So if that's your aspirations and your dreams, you're in danger zone because there's a long way from where you are now to where you want to get that actually, if you don't make it, you're going to feel a failure. So here's the thing. The way that you make a million pound business is by making a 10,000 pound month first, then an 11, then a 12, then a 100, then it's so forth. This is what people need to do. Stop having these goals, these dreams that are so big, they call nightmares. Which and this is what I would say. About. Social media is bullshit. Totally. Because you've got 26 year old kids getting out of Lamborghinis and you're thinking, hang about, I'm 27, I've not got a Lamborghini. <laughs> and now you feel like a piece of shit. But even if it is, I can give you an anomaly. I can give you a million anomalies, right? Where someone has done it. Somebody, how many business networks out there have people tried that have none of them have made national? Me, I'm the only one who's ever made a joined up national network. The only one ever. So someone can go and get my playbook. I can go and do a video and say, hey, here's how you do for networking. But here's the thing. Give me an example of this. Jamie Oliver. You know, if we've got, he's got a kitchen there, I've got a kitchen back to back, two foot away, all the same ingredients, all the same gear, all the same thing, and all the same uh, measuring stuff. And he says to me, right, Brad, here's how you make a souffle. Watch this. And I watch him, and I go and repeat it. I do it, okay, right, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And then an hour later, his souffle comes out beautiful. It tastes amazing. My souffle comes out like a piece of shit. Why? Because the thing that I'm missing, the ingredient that I'm missing, is experience yeah, yeah. and that's the bit where people get it twisted but social media will tell you that somewhere along the way you can go on jamie oliver's online course for 10 grand and you can make a souffle just and you fucking can't shit but that is some secret that they can sign a check off and boss so the one tip the one tip the one tip the one tip is this the journey that you're going to go on of being you is going to be long and arduous to get to where you need to be. If you don't know where you're going, it's going to be long, arduous, and frustrating. So get to know where you're going and be you. People told me I couldn't be me. And, and that's where uh, discombobulation and where unhappiness stems from, when you're not being you. I am being me, swears, non-shave, tattoos, da -da 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 -da. I'm being me. I don't have to, to, to present myself in a manner to your audience there for me to feel comfortable. But this is what people end up having to do. People you, end up having to be some. Yeah, then away. That's your that's your biggest advantage. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And you give it away. Okay. You give it away because you've seen Dragons Den, 
And you look, you look at, you look at friggin' uh, The Apprentice. Every one of them. Morning, little sugar. You know, with a pink tie, yeah. pink socks. That's what you do. And a matching belt. I mean, it's like stop. So you've just become osmosis about what Alan Sugar wants you to be for a hundred grand a year job. Really? When you've got one life, you're going to go and sell yourself down the river the shit that you don't really want. To pretend to be something you're not. I know lots of these apprentice people, loads of them. I've met them all in the travels. They're not that person. They're pretending to be that person in order to, to win the job. Let me tell you something. If you're being something you're not to win business, that ain't success. That ain't success. And then that leads to unhappiness on how being unhealthy and leads and then the whole pack of cards. No, 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 no. And I'll tell you what it leads to. It leads to you miss uh, to, to feeling that success is about money. So you end up getting a load of money. Yeah. You end up getting a load of money. And then you end up associating with dickheads that have nothing to do with you, that are not your person, people. Yeah. Yeah. And then you end up you end up doing something. So here's the thing. If you're unhappy personally and you've got a load of money, all that I'll do is you'll be unhappy with a load of money. And when you're unhappy, what we end up doing when we're unhappy, you think about any time you've ever been unhappy, proper unhappy, you end up doing fun, right? So you go, for the sake of this conversation, drinking, lap dancing, uh, you know, whatever, right? So anyone, and we confuse fun with happy. So you go and buy a new car, you, it's fun for a short time, and it offsets the unhappiness. And then the unhappiness returns. So you end up doing the same and repeat, repeat, repeat. That's the danger. That is why people have overdoses. That's the reason that people fuck up and go and wrap themselves around the car because yeah. they're unhappy and they need fun. I'm telling you right now, I am not the richest man in the world. There is entrepreneurs out there who made a whole lot more money than me. But I don't know anyone who's more happy or content. And ultimately, that's what we're doing it for, to be happy and content, because that's what success is. Success is not taking 100 grand a year to work in a fucking office that you ain't feeling. That ain't success. The world might think it is, but it isn't. Right? Do you know what success is? You, you, Jim, sorry, mate. Do you know what yep. success is? Is at 9.43 in this morning, prior to me speaking to you, I've been watching Netflix, Bird Box. Right? I'm about halfway through. It's quite good, by the way. And then when we finish this, I'm going to go see movies, go out to, to the gym with my wife. And yet I'm a dickhead. What? You know? But the one thing is, is that, and I completely get that, and the message to, for people out there is to realize that before you get nearly type 2 diabetes or whatever that may be. But then the other thing is, you might have to marry that up with putting hard yards in now to get yourself to oh, and enjoy the rest of so, 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 so true. So let and me be quite clear. However, knowing what I know now, if I had my time again, which I don't, bear in mind, an expert is someone that has made all the mistakes in a particular niche field. If you want to be an expert, you've got to make mistakes. That's why I consider myself an expert at business or, or, or motivation and so forth, because I've made all the mistakes. I've got type 2 diabetes. It's all managed under control with diet. I don't have any tablets. Blah, 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 blah. But if I knew what I do now, it would have been managed and I wouldn't have type 2 diabetes. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So why do we wait till we get hit the shit is the fan yep. before we make changes? So the idea, and this is what I do with me now, club, is I see people before they are about to fall off the ledge. And I say, listen, if you continue as you are, you're going to fall off the ledge. And you can either disregard that or you can say, okay, maybe Brad's right on this one because maybe the experience. Yeah, that's a hell of a hell of And I was actually going to ask you, what would you tell your 15-year-old self? But no doubt you'd probably say that there. No, 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 no. What I'd say my 15-year-old self is wear a condom. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mate, it's the, single, it's the single piece of advice that lads ignore 
and, 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 and kids ignore and actually yeah, my, my child my, my boy ignores the same advice uh, and, you know right we're gonna scoot on a couple of fun questions bit of crack at the end here what's the best and worst purchases you've ever made oh great question so my Lamborghini isn't a Lamborghini it's an arcade machine I have an arcade machine a full-size <laughs> arcade machine I've seen that and I've actually seen Oh, mate, let me tell you, it gives me joy. It's one of the few things, a few material things, like, like genuinely, without question, it gives me joy. It gives me life. And I think it's about being, um, uh, being eight-year-old again. I think it's about being eight-year-old, 1981, 1982, over in real, being a kid, looking up. And, and I remember saying to myself, oh, I'm going to get an arcade machine when I'm older. And I realised that dream. So that, that's my best purchase. I'll, I'll tell you an interesting one as a worst purchase. It's a good story, this one. I remember going to Ikea. I lived in a masonette and I had a two-bedroom masonette, of which there was one room that was livable. The rest were all shitholes. And I remember going to um, Ikea and I seen a, a lamp, 65 quid. I picked the label and said 65 quid. I I'm not paying 65 quid for a freaking lamp. Put it down. That evening, I spent 80 pounds on cocaine. And the next day, <laughs> the next day, I, wo I woke up uh, having done 80 quid on drugs. And uh, my house is still a shithole, and I don't have a lamp. And I never made any progress. Yeah. There is, there is a lesson there for life and a metaphor for life. You know, so my worst purchase, as fun as it was, was probably 80 pounds worth of drugs. <laughs> It's like someone said to me, uh, most choices you make, and I know you talk about decisions and make quality decisions faster. And it's actually sitting back and going, is this going to work for me or not? No matter what the hell it is. If it's the bloody, <laughs> the, having the fifth Chinese of the week or yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? But you, don't, but you don't see that because you're on autopilot. That's yeah. the thing, we're on autopilot and you need to switch it off because we don't know why we make the decisions we do. We make the decisions we do because it's fun or we're unhappy. So rather than looking as to why you're unhappy, what we do is we offset it with fun. And that's what I did back in the day. And I did that for years, many years, and I never made any progress. And the time when I started making progress in my life was when I started recognizing my fallibility and those things that needed to be addressed, excuse me, properly addressed. Whenever uh, there's, a, there's a book, um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark mm. Manson. Manson, uh, yeah. His, his, I think the last chapter is about thinking about your own mortality. You're actually going to die. Well, so no. let's get to it and just embrace this thing called life, which hit home. I've not, not read it yet. I've not read it yet. It's on my uh, audio book. Good book, man. Playlist, good one. Yeah. Right. Have you ever met one of your heroes? Mm. No, but I think, well, I've met several heroes. And what I mean by that is I've got people around me who I admire and respect. I'll, get, I'll, I'll give you a 15-second overview about three people. One, Roy Hurley. Roy Hurley. Was the guy who told me he'd give me the confidence to go for it in business because if it wasn't for him saying, Brad, you don't realize how clever you are, uh, if it wasn't for him, I would never have started a business off. Roy Hurley is a friend of mine on my and he runs a mining firm over in Australia. Uh, Ian Dixon, Ian Dixon's my business coach. Ian Dixon is a true, he understands me and understands what I stand for and how I do it. Cause cause them a mindset technician. I've got these people, these 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 people around me, like my my support team that that really galvanise and give me the strength and courage to go on. My biggest hero would have been Tony Blair. Tony Blair, I was unemployed, long term unemployed, two years unemployed. Labour got in and within nine days, I got myself a job. 
things can only get better, the euphoria, open neck. I think I modelled for networking, certainly back in the early days, on, on, on Tony Blair and, and New Labour, um, and uh, never met him, though. So not really met any of my heroes, but hopefully I can get him. Well, I don't do pedestals, right? So if I, was, if I met the Queen or if I met the Pope, I would still, and they annoyed me, I would still tell them. I'm the same. But I've only got two people I put on pedestals. That's my mum and my dad. So I'm very fortunate with them. And I have to mention them at any time I, I talk about anything. <laughs> Last one. Cardio or weights? So weights, I think, I, 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 you know, when I was a kid, I used to push heavier weights than I do at the moment. I, I, I kind of, I've not really got that mindset. I'm 45, 46 next month. And I kind of realised that, you know, I am what I am. All right, as long as I'm not fat, fat, I don't think you can trust a fat motivational speaker. And actually, people get pissed off when I say that. No, no, but I was a fat motivational speaker, I was three stone heavier. And actually, when I look at myself, I look like a fat zombie. You know, if people want to go and check out what I look, look like, go Google Brad Burton working lunch BTC. You'll see a YouTube of me live on television talking, doing an interview. You know, I was, I was out of control. So, 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 so I go do weights and I wish. I wish I was thinner, a thinner uh, tummy that requires eating less, but I like curries. And this yeah. is the thing, we can't go left and right at the same time. You know, I want abs, but I like pizza. You know, make your mind up. So, uh, weights, definitively, uh, I, I kind of wish I could uh, do heavier weights, but I just can't be asked. So, I'm realistic and honest about it. Yeah, I there was a it was a loaded question because I bloody hate cardio because I've done it this morning and I vomited everywhere. So hey, there you Did go. You? Wow, put yourself up in me. Bloody hate it, man. Thanks very much for that. Love the chat. Enjoyed that, Jim. Bob. People will get a couple of gems out of that there. So here, thanks very much, and sure we'll talk to you again. You got it. Cheers, Ben. See you in a bit.